I understand and I respect that art is a very individual thing. So with that, I want to give you my own story as an introduction to today's contributing voice. Once upon a time, there was a man named Chris Jones, the host of the JNZ podcast. He wakes up every day as a father and is a realtor by trade. Sometimes he moonlights as a stand-up comedian and is an impeccable storyteller. He's going to share his art of storytelling and how he uses it to live a fulfilling life today on Voices. So, let's go. And today on Voices, I am excited because this person, this guy, uh, gave me a little bit of motivation without knowing. He gave me motivation to do some of these uh, media-type things that I'm doing. Uh, it's my friend Chris. He uh, is the producer, creator, and the mind behind uh, the Jones Zone uh, podcast. But I think no one can give a better introduction for themselves than themselves. So thank you for being here, sir. Well, thank you very much, Lou. I'm uh, Chris Jones, and uh, like you said, I'm the host of uh, the JNZ podcast and uh, former host of the Jones Zone podcast. And then uh, I'm a real estate agent here in the Carolinas. I'm a dad and uh, all sorts of stuff, man. I got my fingers in all sorts of interesting things here. So I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Thank you, sir. You. And so, um, I, again, I, I told you, you, you and your brother were motivation for me to even do this. I remember when I started doing the podcast in, in my, uh, I think it's in my commercial spot. I say, you know, uh, you can talk to yourself. I originally started this on anchor to, uh, just talk to me. I just wanted to have recorded thoughts in the world that were obviously censored and cleaned up. And so then I decided I wanted to talk to people and cause I didn't think I, as an individual had enough interesting things to say, but you on the other hand, sir, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Everyone I know, thinks I know. That. but you on the other hand, sir, are an amazing storyteller. I just, I've, I've known you for some time now and I can think of some of the times where you've told stories and you kind of leave people on the edge of the seat. And I think they're really, really not only good stories, but you write them well too. Cause if they've anyone followed you on social media, they'll see sort of the creativity of your mind and uh, what you create. And I think that may come from uh, a lot of areas. So first I, I would say like, how did you get into storytelling? Um, I don't know, I guess just, uh, as a kid and, uh, you know, I have a, a brother, Brian, as you know, and he's, uh, three, three years younger than I am. And I think we were always into movies and stuff like that. We were always into, uh, acting out, you know, we, I mean, we used to play karate kid down in the basement, you know, we'd, we'd act, reenact all the scenes. And so we used to always be into stuff like that and, and movies, you know, things like the Goonies and back to the future and, and uh, we were always into comedy and and writing skits and and just doing silly stuff. So I think we we're it was kind of just ingrained in us pretty early. Just I don't know, just this level of fantasy that we had, and then uh, we just kind of kept it going through as as we grew. So um, just it was always one of those things that that we tried. And I tried stand up comedy when I was a senior in college. You know, as soon as I was old enough to go in there and. Uh, it was just something that I, I found fun. I don't, I don't know what it, what the, what the chemistry is, whether it's endorphins or whatever you want to call it, but I just enjoyed making people laugh. It was just how I connected to people. So uh, it's just something I've always done, I suppose. Did you ever think it was like a spe specifically when you uh, – because I've, I've heard like other comedians like on YouTube videos when they talk about uh, 
making people laugh. Do you, did you ever feel like people were laughing at you instead of with you? Because I remember Dave Chappelle did an interview and he said the reason he quit his show is because he felt like people were no longer laughing with him. They were laughing at him. And that's what made him want to stop. So for you, what, what, what was your sort of relationship with it on that level? Um, I felt like they were laughing with me for the most part. I mean, I never, when I poked fun at myself, it was always just calm, you know, silly and comical. But most of my stuff growing up was like impressions or things I'd heard. So like, I'm just basically reciting a different comedian stuff or just sharing a different story that I find, find funny. So I didn't have, I think I, I kind of remember, I don't remember specifically, but I think there was a bit that was kind of, uh, he, someone laughed at some racial jokes that he had said, and he, he kind of realized, "Is that what you're talking about?" Where I think uh, someone yeah, yes. laughed at something that he thought might be a little insensitive. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, Man, I think we're kind of taking it too far. So I, did, I never had a moment like that. I mean, I could see kind of where he was coming from, but I never had any moments like that. To me, it was always something that brought people together. I, I don't think, and I never really teased anybody that felt uh, that didn't know I was joking. So even if someone else was the butt of my joke. It was, you know, they were pretty much in on it as well. It was something silly they did, not really a character assassination. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. It was, I've always kept it pretty light. Yeah, I, I agree. Think. And I agree. I think that, but I, I also think it's, it's sort of a slippery slope because comedians, uh, they, they, they actually are pretty good. Um, uh, I would, I don't know if puppeteer is the right one, but they're, they're really good um, controllers of the crowd and the narrative. So they can, they can control the energy. And so I think that really matters because you can have some people who use their comedy and be malicious. So uh, I, I give you a lot of yeah. credit for, you know, understanding and, and taking it on the lighthearted side. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely sure. I mean, there's a lot of power in words and there's a lot of power in story and you have to use it for good. Cause you can use you you can be malicious about it. There's no, no question about it. You know, you can get a message across in any sort of story. Yeah. Politics, <laughs> comedy. Right. I mean, it can be anything. Yes. Everything's a story, you know, you're telling us. So, and, and so what made, what, what mindset, because I mean, your stories, uh, if you read them, read them, or if you listen to you, like you can tell, like you're, you normally have like a theme or some kind of underlying message while it's not always like sort of deeper, like <laughs> anything like that. There's always like an underlying, you have to, get what you're saying to uh, listen to the whole thing to get it so what um, was necessary to get your mindset uh ready for uh storytelling and sort of comedy well i think with the J and Z podcast which is which is my new baby uh i just wanted to have i wanted to be able to express myself kind of like you said i wanted to kind of record myself me you know, I'm a single dad. I got two little kids that are in school and stuff. Like, dude, I'm not going to open mic on a Wednesday in Winston-Salem, you know, at, at 11 o'clock at night to do stand-up comedy or anything. But I still – that was what I want to do. I still want to, like, express myself and be humorous and have fun. And and so that uh, – the podcast platform was perfect for me so that, that, you know, you mentioned earlier how they're kind of succinct and in a format, and that's intentional. It's It's, you know, kind of an introduction to the show kind of bit one or segment one a little quick break and then bit two and segment two and then i'm out so the whole show's 15 or 20 minutes most of the time and uh it's designed to be like that it's supposed to be quick and fun and 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 silly so uh that's the goal of it and and so that's the mindset behind it too when i'm creating the 
a show, you know, it's not like I'm ad libbing. I sit down and write these stories and then I basically perform them, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I don't know, it's, it's funny because what I, what I like to do, I like, it, it, it's very sitcom. It's, uh, I like to put a bow on them at the end. I like, you know, the last line of, of the story is usually some sort of callback to something that happened earlier. And, uh, it's usually something that involves my kids or me being silly or the jokes on me type of deal, which we talked about <laughs> earlier, but, uh, so that's kind of the mindset is just kind of, let's make something quick that people can get in and out and, uh, people can chuckle at hopefully. And then, you know, like we mentioned the Jones Zone podcast. I mean, that was, that was a different podcast, which it was a way of sharing stories, but it was, it was an interview show. And so we started that. I believe it or not, we started that in 2016. Wow. I mean, we had, yeah, we had to tell people what podcasts were, <laughs> you know, Hey dude, we come on our podcast. Like, what are you talking about? Or, you know, we, cause yeah, a little backstory behind that for people that don't know my brother and I used to be in real estate together. I'm still in real estate, but he's not. And we were just looking for a way to be different. We were looking for, you know, a way to meet people without, you know, being I and doing all the networking and doing all the different stuff. So, we wanted to create a community this way and, and kind of put our name out there and meet people's. And so we had an interview show where we had, you know, people from the community, business owners, entrepreneurs, community leaders, um, folks like that in our community sit down with us and, and do an interview style and they would get to tell their story and um, you know, why they started their business, how they started their business uh, they would share with us, you know, their dreams and goals. And it was really cool. We did, a, we published, I looked the other day, we put out over 150 wow. episodes total in, uh, we stopped at the very beginning of 2019. So we did, you know, like one a week almost. And most of those were with some sort of guest or somebody else. So it was really cool, man. And a lot of those people, have gone on to do some really cool things. Like I remember one of one of our first episodes was this lady talking about um, uh, a park that they were going to build in Tiga K, one of the local communities, and it was for special needs kids. And at that time, it was just like this hope and dream. Well, dude, they had the ribbon cutting a couple wow. of months ago, so it was yeah, it was really cool. Like all these years, we followed them for you know a couple of years and. And got to got to hear her story, and it was it was this woman that was championing the whole thing, and obviously she had uh, an experience with a family member that wasn't able to kind of participate at a regular park, so they built this park. and And, and uh, in our podcast, if you go through the the uh, the library there, you'll see all sorts of stories like that. You know, this coffee shop that wasn't open; they were just doing uh, like home deliveries and in home stuff making it in the house and then now they're like one of the coolest coffee shops in town you know it's like really cool to, to see stuff like that so um story's always been a big part of what my brother and i do and we took a break from that as he got out as he transitioned out of real estate you know he got a, a different job so that kind of put that on the back burner but i had to get back out there man i couldn't you know, telling stories, whether they were other people's or my own has always been something that I liked. And so I, I had to start my own back up. So that's when the J and Z was kind of born and it was going to be another interview style. Cause I was going to, you know, I wanted to, I missed doing that. I missed that connection of hearing other people's and I'm sure you get that too with, with your podcast and, you know, hearing other people's stories just kind of 
I don't know, it kind of connects you there for that for that moment in time, at least. And then you could share it later. But <clears throat> and then I just decided I was like, you know what? If if I could do anything, what what would I do? Like job wise, like this was kind of I'm thinking about restarting the Jones Own podcast, and I thought to myself, you know, if I could do any job in the world, what would it be? And it was like, you know, man, it would be something where I could be creative. It'd be something where I could kind of tell stories, be silly. And it was basically a podcast host. I was like, well, damn, dude, why don't you just make your own podcast? You know how to do it. Why don't you, instead of doing the podcast that you like, why don't you do a podcast that you love and like make this your thing and, uh, and build it up. And who knows, you know, if you do another 150 episodes of the J and Z, who knows, you know, so maybe you can make some money off of it and you can have your dream job. So then the JNZ was born. <laughs> so long answer, but no, no that's and, and but the thing is that that's something that sort of has layers and it needed to the layers to be explained because the thing about it is is that you did go from one thing to another, but you followed your passion, which made it require different layers. And so, yeah, you, you mentioned something about like sort of uh, talking uh, with people. Did did you feel that you need sort of uh, because obviously podcasts you don't. Uh, and, and if you don't have guests, you don't have an audience response, so to speak. So did you, do you feel that you need sort of an audience response when you create or are you just creating and you have in mind what the response should be or your, your, create, your ability to create was enough for you? I think the ability to create was enough for me, but feedback is, is important to me. So like when someone says they listened or someone says that was a great job or what, you know, like just the other day I was uh, in my parking lot and someone said, Hey, you know, I listened to your podcast and it, it was really funny. Like they were surprised, you know, it was really funny. I had this bit about uh, almost running out of gas. I'm one of these guys that God forbid I get gas before I actually need it, you know? And uh, she's like, I'm the same way. I do the same thing. I had to pull into a gas station on empty the other day. And so we had a chuckle about that. So I love the feedback, but I don't necessarily need it to uh, to perform. I guess you know. If that no, makes it sense. totally makes sense. It it, it goes with the, the case of you know how you while while you can do comedy, you don't necessarily need that sort of high that you get from being in a in a, in a comedy club or a dive bar doing some of that stuff. And so, like, as far as, like, uh, finding your content, like, what role of you being a father and a real estate agent and just uh, uh, in, in, in being a sibling, does it go into you creating your uh, content or finding content or telling your stories? I think it's all I think it all kind of goes into it. I mean, if you know, right now I'm 10 episodes in, which is about. 20 stories in, I guess, if you think about it like that, and they're all circled around day-to-day stuff or, you know, my experience as a father or my experience as a real estate agent, it's all kind of incorporated that, you know, like, you know, episode seven is sick kids and basketball at the park. Well, that's real stuff. Like my kid was sick that week and we played (laughs) basketball at the park, you know, so they're, you know, the stories for the most part are based in, in reality. There's exaggeration there. Sure. There's some satire mixed in and, and a little bit of, uh, you know, I, like I said, I like to wrap a bow on it towards the end. But, you know, for the most part, these are thoughts that originated in reality, basically, you know, uh, running out of gas. I'm a guy that always runs out of gas <laughs> when I almost right. did. 
I, I thought it was funny. And I was like, I know people, other people do this. So it, it's, uh, I want to share and it's, it. I think it's the, man, the mannerism of uh, developing the craft on how to tell the story so people can connect to it and imagine sort of what you're, you're going through. So like, uh, as far as like, how have, has storytelling helped you as a parent and a real estate agent or just as a general guy? Um, I mean, it's helped in, in, in a bunch of different ways. I mean, as a parent, I think anytime you can relate to your kids is, is, is a positive. I mean, I've, whether it was directly or intentional or unintentional, I think you share stories with them every day, you know, that you, you can't help it because, you know, your son's crying about bullies or something. You tell them about the story, how you were bullied, you know, it, it just, or whatever, that's just an example, but you know, or being silly with them, you know, just coming up with silly stories or routines, especially now with the quarantine stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> We're reading and, and sharing stories all the time. I don't think people realize how often you share a story. Like, you know, you do it all day, every day, you know, you, you come to work and you complain about something that happened last night. Well, you're sharing a, yeah. a story, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. So, and the same, same with real estate, you know, you're talking to your clients, you're, you're, you're getting them through stuff. Like, you know, I always give examples of, you know, you want to do this because of one time I had a client where this happened, blah, 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 or networking and meeting new people like with the podcast. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how we built our network. That was kind of the foundation of, you know, getting referrals and meeting people, you know, after they share their story, by the way, we're real estate agents. And, uh, you know, we'd love to earn your business and we'll shop with your, we'll support yours if you support ours, you know? So we kind of ran the podcast as a, as a, not a front, cause that sounds weird, but it was kind of, a, it was just an in, it was how you met people, you know? And so that's how it helped with that. And, um, and then of course the podcast is, is story-based, the JNZ podcast. So I think story plays a huge part in everyone's life. And I mean, what do you do when you're sitting around the dinner table? You, you tell stories, you know, you're talking, you, you're not going to believe what happened to me the other day. You know, that's, that's what the basis of communication and, you know, fellowship is about to me. Oh, I agree. And you know, the thing that I find most interesting, and I've said this cause I've been working on it sort of in my mind of how to do it. Uh, Facebook is literally the greatest storyteller in the world. Because they take your stories and they stick them out there for everyone else and they monetize that by selling you. Uh, and then they so they have your picture, they have sound bites sometimes and you volunteer it to them and they just sell stories all day. And, and it's yeah. really interesting because uh, my I, I thought of this and I'm sure someone will. I've said it, I think, on another podcast, but I was like, you know, if someone took their story of their Facebook story from when they began to where they are now and wrote, put it together as a book or some kind of like documentary, I think that would be an amazing piece of art if they're able to like uh, uh, weave it together really well, because it can show for some, it may not show any growth, but for many, it will show growth as, yeah. <laughs> as a person. <laughs> and, Dude, you're still <laughs> hanging out on, at that place. Good lord! I know. Yeah, like that. Like when the Facebook memory pops yeah. up and it's like something that could have been from yesterday and it was like from ten years ago. Well, sometimes they do that. Like they have those little montage videos that they'll post or or uh, or, or, or something like that. And and yeah, sometimes it gets you. They'll show a picture of your of your kid from like four years right. ago. It's like, oh man, yeah, geez. And it's 
I think that's why Snapchat. I don't this snap. I don't know. If, I don't keep up with Snapchat all that much. But I remember when it hit the scene, everybody was like, "Oh my god!" And of course, now Instagram and Facebook have story story options right. as well, and those are really cool too. You know, there's people that that are on there that really utilize that a lot. So, and I watch. I'm guilty of watching people's stories all the time. It's interesting. I, it's interesting to me because um, I I actually I I watch some stories, but I really don't watch them. Watch them like, for instance, I use WhatsApp and their stories on WhatsApp. But the people's stories are so disjointed. That's why it's kind of, for me, it doesn't get that same thing. Whereas I think, yeah. like, like you said, you actually, you write your stuff down and there's, you, you think about it underlying what thing it has. And then so you're able to wrap it up with the bow at the end and people don't normally have bows for theirs. And that's why people are not terribly yeah. interested in it because they're, they're so disjointed because they're not looking at it as creating something with a beginning, middle and end. And so I think that's where they, they miss. Exactly. And, and so for, for you, I know you mentioned this before, and it, it kind of came to my mind, not that you need to have a specific set number, but you talked about like movies and things in your past. So what were some of some of the your favorite media type of things that you've consumed, like favorite movies, favorite comedians that have influenced you today to to create the way you're creating? Um, so Seinfeld and Larry David. Um Larry David does, you know, for people that don't know, he was the co-creator of Seinfeld, but he was probably the primary writer because you can tell in the seasons that he left, the show just went downhill. Yep. And then he also created Curb Your Enthusiasm. And those shows, like when I say sit, well, when I say I, I like sit, the sitcom format, the, the, they're his shows that, you know, the office is like that a little bit too. Some, not really, but sometimes a lot of the times. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it is like oh, now that I think about it. Yeah, it probably is a little bit like that. Um, but but those are the those are the quick hitters that I like. Like I like the sitcom base, in particular Larry and, and Jerry. I think they did it the best. Uh, and um, Owen Wilson is kind of a, a, he he feels random now, but like back when uh, he was putting out movies a lot, I was really into him. Um, Wes Anderson a little bit, which he worked a lot with what with uh, Luke, or Luke and Owen Wilson, both of them, and so stuff like that. Um, I was really into for a while, and uh, but mainly mainly Jerry and Larry were probably the main inspirations for me, or the styles that I liked the most, especially Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I mean, it, they always it always brings it back to something that happened in the beginning or or something that happened early on in the story. And it just makes you laugh because you're like, man, yeah, I knew that was going to come back to bite him in the end. So to me, like that's the best type of writing is is when it it's all it's neat like that. And that, and that that's super duper interesting. I only, I only have a few few more questions for you, but um, one is uh, so I've been recently writing like I I wrote a book, I wrote two books, I'm writing another one. I'm writing fiction because I don't really have a lot of fun trying to write nonfiction. I think that's boring. <laughs> but I'm writing yeah. I'm writing a book. Uh, it's nonfiction, two nonfiction books and two screenplays. And because like I, I, while writing the books, I, I have visions. I can see them in my head. And I, I say that because of Dan Harmon. I don't know if you know who Dan Harmon is, but he's the, uh, one of the primary writers on uh, Rick and Morty. And oh, okay. and so he uh, he has this thing. If it, I'm probably the one guy who has watched the thousands of these videos, but he um, has something called a story circle. It's an eight part um, circle that he derived or he simplified from uh, another 
uh, story called The Hero's Journey. And those things were meant to uh, show people how to give their stories a beginning, middle, and end because most stories that people pay attention to and draw people in have these, these parts. And so while if you do, if you don't know about it, uh, um, you probably in a lot of your stories, you do have the sort of those things. And so for you, like, what are some of the um, most intriguing stories that you've uh, run into uh, in your process of either reading someone's stories or seeing someone or creating your own? Um, That's a very interesting question. Uh, There are there are certain um, formats that. I haven't really researched them like, like I probably should have, or that would probably help me, but I know there are certain, you know, there's like the inciting incident and then there's like, um, you know, an obstacle or something happens and then now they have to go this, but then there's the setback and then they have to overcome that. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting and you can probably, I didn't realize it was eight parts. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up too, but you've, uh, made me curious as to kind of explore that um and then what was the second part of your question so like uh, kinda... like the stories that have inspired you like this stories oh, you're okay. like man that was freaking amazing man because i mean there's tv shows <laughs> and then there's like storytellers right and i actually i um, i have the eight parts here so i can tell you whenever you're done too um yeah i mean there's all sorts of stories that, that inspire me it's kind of um you know not to feel like uh, not to make an excuse but i'm trying to think of one on the spot but i i uh, lots of i like a lot of the real life stuff you know like um i don't know if you know who david goggins is you know you know his story like no he's the navy seal that um uh he was born in like these really awful environments and now he's like this crazy navy seal he's the only one that's been through the training like three times but if you if you ever follow him on social media or something like that but like i'm really interested in people's like you know biographies like even though uh they might not be as interesting to some but you know when you think about what different people have gone through and how they've kind of inspired change or made made their situation better i like stuff like i like stories like that in terms of um inspiration like you know, even somebody like we kind of teased teased about Tony Robbins. I can't believe if we were talking. I can't remember if we were talking about this before we went on here or not. But we were joking about Tony Robbins. Well, I mean, he went through he had like a crazy childhood too. You know, yeah. You know, and uh, you know his mom was abusive and all this, and tried to keep him under her wing and and all that. And he kind of came out of that. But I mean, it's it's diamond. You know, those 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 are the stories that interest me. Even though there there's tons of them out there, and it just goes to show you, actually, when you think about it, just you know, everyone's got their story, whatever it is. So I think those are the ones that I mainly draw inspiration from. Um, but in terms of creating my own stories, uh, where it's like fiction for the podcast and stuff, it's it, that's more of the sitcom based type stuff. Oh, what are the eight things? I'm interested in that. Yeah. So it? Dan Harmon's story circle. First, they take the circle and they divide it into two two separate halves, right? So the top half is the known world, and the bottom half is the unknown world, right? And then they split it into uh, in a vertical axis, and they have the reactive side is the first side, and the proactive side is the second side. So the eight sections are number one is where we start the story is the comfort zone of the person, it's like who they are. Number two is a need or desire of the person. And then number three is when you start to go into the unknown world and you go into an unfamiliar situation because you're going after that need or desire. And then four 
is clo obviously close to the bottom where you have an adaptation because you're in an unfamiliar place and you adapt yourself so you can uh, feel more comfortable. Uh, five is getting what they want. So they get their goal. Their goal is accomplished. And six is, but you pay a super heavy price for that. And that's where now we're starting to move into the proactive side where you're doing more things because you have knowledge. And seven is return to your comfort zone. So you return to back to who you are, but you're not the same anymore. And eight is like you are back into your normal world, right back to your comfort zone, but you're not the same person, but you're back into that normal world. So the world is familiar to you. And it was it was interesting to go look at that and see that, because if you uh, I've watched several YouTube videos and listened to uh, and read several articles. And if you look at many of the really, really popular stories and movies out there, they all follow that circle. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if the story doesn't follow it. In addition, the characters follow it. The protagonist always follows that. The antagonist sometimes follows it. It's where they, they may take specific parts out, but that's because they don't want the antagonist to be whole. They want the antagonist to be a flawed character so they don't complete the entire um, circle. So they may not return to who they are. They may return changed. And so that's why they wouldn't complete the entire story circle. But I thought it was interesting because then there's a video of an episode he did of Rick and Morty where he has like Rick... Uh, it goes through the circle one way and Morty goes through it a completely different way. And it, it's really, really interesting. And it's, it's intriguing because not all stories are like that, but all, almost every story has those elements. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Well, it's funny that, um, that you're talking about this because what, what popped to mind, what came into my mind, honestly, was Disney. Yeah. Like you could probably print that out sit with it on your lap watch a disney movie and just watch it go through that you know what what the care you know i mean pick pick one frozen pick moana you know cinderella whatever <clears throat> you know moana's this little girl and now she's put in charge of the village and the village has hard times and now she goes out into the ocean and you know yeah. has to fight the, the not only herself but bring the village, you know, I mean, just, you you could probably go straight through that list as you're watching the movie. That'd be a really cool exercise. Actually. I've actually done that several times, to be honest, the dark night. Really? The That's dark, fun. Yeah, it, it is. The dark night is actually the one that they use the most uh, because the story of Bruce Wayne and the Joker is the, like the dark night. Christopher Nolan mm. wrote that movie and it fits that inception. Christopher Nolan, if you watch his movies, they follow literally that story circle. And it's really interesting. Andrew Stanton, uh, I think he's the CEO or he's the head of Pixar uh, for Disney. He, he um, did a TED talk about storytelling and he, he, did, he did three stories on the stage, on the spot, and did all of those things. And then he explained on how why, why Pixar was so starkly different at the beginning compared to Disney because like they didn't want to make movies with songs. They didn't want any dances. They didn't want any of that frou-frou stuff. And they revolutionized the way movies are made now for specifically for children. And it, it's, it's interesting how they use that story circle. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I believe a hundred percent. I don't, you know, I think, I, I mean, you take, you know, I mean, Shawshank Redemption, Road to Perdition, you pull out any of the classics like that and you'll be able to, to follow that right to a T. So that's great stuff. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to do that. 
next time I watch a movie, I might print that out and just sit there, just check the boxes as we go well, along. I, yep, there it is. I have it in, in my phone. I will send it to you so you can follow. So uh, one more, like, so you, you've told a couple of stories, but one story really kind of stood out to me. So I want you to kind of, if you could tell the story or explain the story. And for me, it was about either the ba basketball story or the Girl Scout cookie story, because both of those were absolutely hilarious to me. And I just feel like people, <laughs> people need to know about those. <laughs> uh, so the one at the okay yeah uh, well I appreciate that thank you very much um, so the Girl Scout cookies one correct me if I'm wrong but it actually kind of turned into my experience as a Boy Scout is that, is that the episode yes. you're talking about yes. yeah yeah and uh, which was funny would, and uh, kind of so ridiculous and over the top but <laughs> still originated from some truth there and then the basketball at the park one which, it, uh, man, I wish that wasn't true, but it actually, that one pretty much for the most part is. So basically, my son and I went to the park to play some basketball, and uh, another kid showed up. And, uh, you know, I'm 38, my son's 10, and this kid was probably 12 to 13 or something like that. You know, he was by himself. And he asked if he can play with us. So, of course, we're like, yeah. And, um, I start, he, he challenges me to one-on-one. -on -one. I'm like, oh my gosh, all right. Because, you know, I guess my son was too little for him or something. And so we're playing one-on-one. -on -one and I'm, at first I get, I get up on him, I'm, I'm winning. And then I start to kind of feel guilty about it. It's like, what are you doing? You know, you're going to beat this kid. You, you let this kid have this. You know, you don't know this kid. Who cares if he beats you? So then I start kind of letting him win. And then uh, he starts to get a little full of himself and starts to uh to start getting cocky to me which kind of rubs me the wrong way so now i start to kind of put him back in his place and now i'm winning again and and then uh you know there's there's this you know the final moment at the end where i find myself tied with this child in one-on-one -on -one basketball <laughs> and i can either kind of i can win if i want to pretty easily or i can kind of let him win and so I'm at that point where I need to make a decision. Do I go ahead and win or do I kind of let this kid win and make his day? And, uh, and I had to make a decision and I did. And that's on the episode. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you want to hear it. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want. They need yeah, to listen yeah. to that. And I just, so, uh, I, I think it's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was fun, man. Yeah. That was a good time. So, but yeah. I think we all learned a valuable lesson that day. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I agree. And the Girl Scout cookie one is like, I just always, I'm, I'm weird about Girl Scout cookies because I always joke that they have drugs in them or something because there's no way that, that cookies are that delicious and only come out like once in a while. But then I, I've thought <laughs> right. about it. I'm like, hey, man, Boy Scouts sell popcorn. They need to learn how to sell their, push their units, you know, in a better way yeah. like the Girl yeah. Scouts. Yeah, I, I don't remember the I don't, I don't remember that one as well because it kind of went in a bunch of different directions. But basically, I bought some Girl Scout cookies from a buddy of mine or her, his daughter, and then that kind of reminded me of my time in Boy Scouts. So there's a little comparison about the popcorn and the cookies. It's like, boy, the Girl Scouts really had it easy. You know, <laughs> here I am shoveling this tin of of cheddar and white cheddar and caramel popcorn around. Like anybody wants to buy that stuff, and then. Uh, just the debacle that is the uh, 
Pinewood Boxcar Derby, <laughs> if you've ever been a part of that. Yes. Where, uh, where the boys have to build their car. And, uh, and basically, some kid got caught cheating. It was just a whole debacle. So, uh, but yeah, and they're, you know, and that's my goal of, of these stories is like, you know, they're silly and they're funny, but hopefully they're relatable. And they're, sh- you know, the episodes are short. So, it's, you know, my goal is to like, it's your commute to work. You know, you pop these episodes in and get a little chuckle and go about your day. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, you know, for anyone that's out there listening, give it a, sh- give it a follow, man. The JNZ podcast, it's on most of, most of the uh, platforms to my knowledge, at least. And um, yeah, give it a shot, give it a try. It will be definitely linked. And another thing that I think you do, even though you're not necessarily in directly advertising people, I remember when I was in sales, I wish I had thought of uh, using a podcast sort of to replace the BNIs because I did the BNIs and the networking and it was cool. I met a lot of people, but they were empty conversations where right. let's go, let's go have coffee and, and can you recommend me? And you're like, and you knowing these people are not going to ever recommend you unless you do something. <laughs> exactly. them. But if you have a podcast, you're like, Hey, I have proof of evidence that I'm going to put you out there. You, you, yeah, they, it was so great. So yeah. you can kind of give that kind of give back to them of like, Hey, yeah, the little elbow, like what you got for me, man, you know, tell me something yeah. intriguing. And we did get deals from it. You know, I remember when we started, you know, people scoffed and people didn't know what, what we were doing. And, you know, I, the one person in particular has always kind of stuck out in my mind because um, when we started, she was like, you know, how's this going to help your business? This is, you know, I never heard of something so stupid. And we were with Kelly Williams at the time. And uh, I just remember her being like a real big negative Nancy about it. And then a couple of years later, Gary Keller announces that he's starting a podcast and she was posting how genius it was and how wonderful it was, <laughs> and how it was going to drive business. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I wish you were that excited three and a half years ago with someone that you actually knew instead of, you know, proclaiming someone that was already established and well-known that he's the genius or whatever, you know, it was just kind of one of those moments where I was like, Ugh. I, I try um, not to throw barbs at people, but it's easy to be sheep. It's really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, of course, it's a cool idea now. And he's already a celebrity. So, of course, he's going to have a hit podcast. But, you know, it wasn't so cool back when we started. But uh, not that we're, you know, revolutionaries or pioneers or nothing like that. You know, but but most people didn't know what podcasts were back then. And so we, we always kind of took pride in the fact that we we started that early. And we did get some deals from it, which was pretty cool. Like we had people that were on our show reach out and say, hey, I want to buy and sell my house. And blah, blah, blah. So it worked out. And, and for that, you know, for, for that part of it, you know, it kind of, it worked out well. So that's, and so for, for that, I, I do wish continued prosperity for that. Your, your podcast will be linked in the, in the notes of this podcast. So people can definitely go listen to you. So uh, I named this podcast voices because uh, uh, I guess as first time I'm madness, I, I guess I have only child syndrome, but I want siblings, even though I have siblings now. And so I want to make sure I, that I, the people that I know, the things they're doing are out there and they're cool because social media, media algorithms prevent people from hearing it. But having a simple link, following a simple show. Uh, your voice can be out there. And so I wanted to make sure the voices of my brothers, sisters, and people can be heard. So I like to end the show with the guest and the contributor having the final word. So it can be about what we've talked about during the episode or anything that's on your heart. So I will say thank you to you and I will leave the final word to you. 
All right, man. Well, I appreciate that. Well, um, you know, if I had, if I had to leave with one thing, if I had to have a final word, it would be, I would like to encourage anyone listening to share your story, however you choose to do that, whether that's writing or podcasting or videoing, share your story and you can have whatever agenda you want to attach to that. That's up to you, whether that's, you know, exposing your business or being creative or, or making friends, whatever the underlying agenda is to that, that's fine. But I would like to encourage anyone listening to share your story and get it out there. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be neat. It doesn't have to have a bow tied on it, but get it out there. And because and, you will inspire somebody. I, I, I had no idea that Lewis wasn't, was inspired by us. And I appreciate you sharing that. So, um, but you will inspire somebody and your story can be, fiction it could be non-fiction it could be about what you're going through somebody else will be going through that as well so that would be my my kind of parting shot and final words is just share your story because uh, someone will relate to it and it will inspire others <laughs>